This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. Check this podcast, episode 36, and the secret bipartisan campaign that saved the 2020 election. I don't know how many people have seen or actually read the entirety of this article. It was on uh, Time, from, or it's from Time Magazine, and... It is a pretty impressive tell-all of, I mean, they're getting bold with uh, their willingness to say the quiet parts out loud and just, like, not even pretend that, uh, not even pretend that the whole thing isn't completely rigged from the beginning. Oh, I'm sorry, not rigged. Uh, let's see what's the what's the actual word they they used for it. And so so I got a couple of the the highlights from the from the article, and then we'll kind of go into a little bit more on this. But uh, here's a a highlight from the article talking about the the coalition that worked to ensure that Trump would not get reelected basically, is what it boils down to. So it says their work touched every aspect of the election. They got states to change voting systems and laws and helped secure hundreds of millions in public and private funding. They fended off voter suppression lawsuits, recruited armies of poll workers, and got millions of people to vote by mail for the first time. They successfully pressured social media companies to take a harder line against disinformation and use data-driven strategies to fight viral smears. They executed national public awareness campaigns that helped Americans understand how the vote count would unfold over days or weeks, preventing Trump's conspiracy theories and false claims of victory from getting more traction. After Election Day, they monitored every pressure point to ensure that Trump could not overturn the result. The untold story of the election is the thousands of people of both parties who accomplished the triumph of American democracy at its very foundation, says Norm Eisen, a prominent lawyer and former Obama administration official who recruited Republicans and Democrats to the board of the Voter Protection Program. How noble and brave of them to make sure they fixed the election and didn't let Trump have a second term. Like everything about that one paragraph tells you all you need to know about this article, because they go they go into all of the details of how how it all kind of unfolded and and the guy who was sort of in charge of the whole thing and the different groups that were involved in the whole thing and what they did with it and this that and the other. It lays out the way they. Basically, the entire establishment, all of the cathedral, came together to get rid of Donald Trump. And it kind of goes back to stuff that I talked about in my conspiracy theory episode that seems a hell of a lot less conspiratorial now. Donald Trump was not a part of the plan that they have for 
what the government is supposed to be and what they're supposed to do. And the entirety of the establishment from top to bottom, both sides of the aisle, Democrat and Republican, knew they had to get him out because he did not represent what they need to push forward to keep the agenda rolling. So like, and whew, it, there's a lot, there's a lot in this article and I'm not going to take the time to go through every single bit of it. The next, the next big piece, this one is the, the really funny or the really fun one that, uh, that gets to some of the, I don't know. I, I feel like it touches on some of the, uh, insanity of this whole thing. It says, that's why the participants want the secret history of the 2020 election told, even though it sounds like a paranoid fever dream, a well-funded cabal of powerful people ranging across industries and ideologies, working together behind the scenes to influence perceptions, change rules and laws, steer the media coverage, and control the flow of information. They were not rigging the election. They were fortifying it. Yeah, fortifying it. And they believe the public needs to understand the system's fragility in order to ensure that democracy in America endures. The Founding Fathers never intended for democracy to endure. The Founding Fathers were adamantly against democracy. It was supposed to be a republic. All this bullshit talk of democracy and the fragility of democracy and the love of democracy. It is all. It is all propaganda. It is all just made to make people think that we actually have any level of voice or say or control over what's going on. They saw what it was. They saw that they were losing their stranglehold on the system. And they realized, I mean, a a well-funded cabal of powerful people ranging across industries and ideologies. It sounds like a paranoid fever dream because it is proving that all of the conspiracy theorists out there that were saying that this shit was happening we're 100% right all along. All along. We have all been right. Like, from, gosh, from the beginning of COVID, there have been people saying that this kind of stuff was going on, that it was all some big scheme to make sure that things got done the way that they wanted them to get done. And we've been dismissed summarily as... Uh, right-wing, just like inflammatory, over-the-top zealots, or that we were conspiracy theories, theorists, or nut jobs, or didn't understand the system. Like, all along the way, we have been saying, this is what's happening. This This is the case. This is what's going on. It is right there, right in front of you. All you have to do is fucking look at it. And we have been dismissed summarily as being nut jobs. And now they run an article. They run an article that effectively says, actually, those guys were all right. But they weren't rigging the election. They were 
fortifying it. And it wasn't to undo democracy. It was to ensure that the system's fragility would be repaired and, and it would remain intact, that a democracy could endure. Fuck you. That is such a joke. If the, if the system is that fragile, that it requires a secret campaign behind the scenes of big money and political clout and power to change voting laws, to change systems, to completely undo everything that has been done for the past 250 fucking years. If that's what it takes to maintain the fragile, this, this super fragile system, then the system needs to fucking die. And it needs to die right now. It should have died probably 20 years ago. The best thing that I've heard to look at and to talk about the Tim or the the Time magazine article here came from uh, Tim Pool's podcast uh, YouTube channel, the the Timcast. He said, "Double standards are meaningless to people who have no shame," and that that's something that anyone who is looking at or arguing or paying any attention to what's been going on with all of this really needs to get through their head and understand is the the cathedral the established the establishment republicans democrats all of them the ones who actually have the power they don't give two shits about being hypocritical they don't care if they say one thing and do another they don't it doesn't bother them even in the least bit to completely admit that they totally rigged the whole thing from the get go they don't care because it doesn't affect them any. Like for people, especially people like libertarians, but you know, for most people who have any any like minor even level of principle or morality, you have a certain level of desire to say what you mean and do what you say to be authentic in who you are and what you represent. And these establishment types, this the cathedral, they have no such qualms. They're not interested in having authenticity or principle or morals. All they're interested in is how do we keep power? How do we expand our power? And how do we make sure nobody can ever fucking challenge our power? And that's exactly what's happening here. They wrote it in a fucking article for Time Magazine and explained that they did it. You should, we should all be infuriated by this. I, the veil has been torn off. It is all out there to see. It is time that we did something about it because this is an embarrassment to what the Founding Fathers created to begin with. It's an embarrassment to what our grandfathers fought for in the First World War and the Second World War, because regardless of how you feel about those wars, what our grandfathers and great-grandfathers believed they were fighting for was to keep this country free and prosperous. And what it has become is a farce. 
what it has become is nothing like that in any way. But getting on to a topic that I think might actually have some positive ramifications moving forward, and we've got the uh, the Wyoming GOP has censured Liz Cheney for her impeachment vote. Uh, the The Republican Party is about to completely split itself. Like they're going to have a total dissolving of the party, is what it kind of feels like. Especially when somebody like Liz Cheney, who is like second generation establishment, uh, she is one of their golden children. You know, with the Bushes are the you know the establishment uh, poster boys, and to have Trump up in Jed's uh, uh, presidential campaign in 2016, that that was the original kick in the face to the establishment. And, and that's why a lot of these like deep state type uh, Republicans like Liz Cheney and a lot of those uh, just have absolute disdain for Trump and didn't want anything to do with him because he was a bucking of the system for them. And now what you're starting to find is, and I, I'm going to, I don't think it is as much about Trump as what it seems to be on the surface. So when Trump, when Trump goes away completely, because Trump is going to go away, like he's not gonna, he's not going to continue to, to push, to push stuff forward. It, 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 there's no, there's no winning in game for him to do that. Uh, there's, there's not a, he can make his money and get on with a, some modicum of normal life without continuing this whole political theater thing. So eventually he'll go away. Um, what this Trump split is going to show is that there are a lot of Republicans out there who see the Republican Party for what it has become. Uh, Republicans like what I used to be when I was a Republican before I just completely abandoned all hope for the party that see that, that the GOP does not actually represent limited government. They don't actually represent fiscal conservatism. They don't actually represent any of the, the things, the principles, the values, the core concepts that true conservative people want to see from their party. The GOP has become just another piece of the establishment, which let's not get it wrong. They always were, but at least they played their part to pretend not to be, to pretend to have true interests of what their uh, constituents wanted. Well, that is all being thrown out and I mean, not being, it has all been completely thrown out. I mean, 2008, John McCain, 2012, Mitt Romney. How many times have I talked about it? Like the Republicans abandoned being Republicans a long time ago. So what this election cycle, and especially this like with Liz Cheney has shown, is the establishment Republicans have really pulled the veil back and shown who they are and what they're all about. And that is rubbing a lot of people the wrong way who... The, especially the, the real drain, the swamp people, like the people who thought that what Trump was doing was going to be a buck to the system, was going to not be just another piece of 
you know, the cathedral. And now that they're seeing the whole thing just line up against him and completely flip it back to business as usual, they are pissed off and they don't want anything to do with it. It's why you see the stuff with like, uh, like the Marjorie Taylor or Mar- Marjorie Taylor Green, is that her name? Whatever her name is, uh, being removed from committees and stuff like that. Like you're going to start to see the the establishment rear its ugly head and do everything it can to restore things back to law and order in the way that they want it to be. And that is going to push a lot of people who sincerely wanted change, who wanted the swamp drained, who wanted things to get away from that whole deep state apparatus is going to push them away from the Republicans. And it's going to create a massive schism. And I hope every last one of them discover discovers the Libertarian Party and realizes that if you do want fiscal conservative action from your government, if you want lower taxes, if you want an end to all the endless wars, if you want to see the drug war come to an end and actually have uh, drug and criminal justice reform that makes sense, that gives the police the ability to do their job properly and effectively without bogging the system down with a bunch of nonsensical bullshit. If you want to see the welfare state come to an end, if you want to see all of this stuff done and done the right way, the Libertarian Party is where it's happening. And it's they aren't going to form some patriot party and start fresh. What they're going to learn is... The thing that every other third party already knows is that the entire system is completely rigged to keep you out. So instead of doing something dumb like forming the Patriot Party or whatever the fuck they want to call it, their best option is going to be to align with somebody who already has established inroads in all of these states that can get a a candidate on the ballot and to get behind that and to find the right candidates and to start actually making a difference and abandon the Republican party because the Republican party abandoned you. And in the background, we're going to see a lot of the same thing happening with the Democrats, but it's not going to be, it's not going to be nearly as publicized, but I'm, I am loving the, the Liz Cheney, getting censured uh, by the Wyoming Republicans. Uh, They are, the lines are starting to be drawn and the divisions are starting to become clear. And it's going to be highly entertaining to watch them tear themselves apart. And I'm, I'm really, really interested to see what they do going into 2022 because they're going to have a lot of races that come open and there's going to be a lot of these establishment types that have never had a challenge before and they're going to get primary because there are going to be a lot of people that see that they they represent Washington and they represent the cathedral and they represent themselves. They don't actually represent their people or their constituents or what what those people want or desire. So uh, it's going to be really, really fun to, to see how that all works out. And I'm going to wrap on that for the day. Hopefully nothing too crazy happens uh, for the rest of the week because on Wednesday I'm going to have 
Giles Miller, who came on a couple months ago, and we talked about uh, religion and the state and how all of those kind of uh, look alike and uh, sort of the religion of the state and just religion in general. Um, he's going to come back on on Wednesday, and we are going to chat about just religious topics. Uh, he's a biblical scholar and has a lot of interesting takes and opinions on a lot of things. And I also want to bounce a bunch of stuff off of him and see what his opinions and, uh, and what his studies have led him to believe on those things. So I think it's going to be highly entertaining. I think it's going to be an excellent episode that'll come out on Thursday morning. So tune back in for that. And in the meantime, I hope everybody has a great day and we'll see you then.